Welcome to My Living with MS podcast, where we discuss how I and others live and work to improve people's experiences and the support available to those living with MS. This week is co-production week, and it is my pleasure to speak to Jess Mansell, who is a senior engagement manager at the MS Society, who also lives with MS. Welcome, Jess, and thanks for joining me today. Hello, thank you so much for having me having me on your podcast. It's uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Well, actually, you're my um, pilot because this is one of the first ones I've done actually talking to somebody. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, would you like to start by telling us a little about yourself? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm Jess Mansell. Um, I uh, work for the MS Society. I've worked for the MS Society for about five or six years now. Um, and yeah, I'm very lucky. I, I get to work with the MS Society and the MS community on all things to do with involvement and co-production. Now, as it is co-production week this week, um, can you share with us what um, co-production is and what it involves? Absolutely. So co-production in a nutshell means working uh, alongside our community in equal active partnership to really shape uh, and deliver everything that we do. So the idea is that you work with the people who are going to engage with your services or your campaign, whoever the work is for. You involve those people right out uh, right from the beginning. So they tell you exactly what they need, how they want it. And it just allows us to get a much better understanding like a deeper understanding of, of what our community need from us um, and helps remove some of the guesswork so we you know we're not guessing what people need we, they're telling us exactly what they need so we do that all the way through so right from the design the development and the delivery of, of our work and that could be services could be campaigns even things like our strategy as an organization it's, it's all shaped by our community so pe people with ms and their family members they're right at the heart of everything they do. And, and we're really led by our community, uh, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it seems that it, it does seem, I must admit, it does seem a lot of um, organisations are, are going down that route nowadays because it does involve people with lived, lived experience and um, who better to, to tell you, well, to tell you, well, to tell you what you want and to form whatever is needed for the future absolutely so it's all about giving those people or making sure those people have a voice and that, and that they have choice in, in 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 their lives so it's really about like you mentioned lived experience so that is the kind of unique uh i guess knowledge that people have when they live with something firsthand you know you live with it every day nobody knows better than you what what you need on a day-to-day -day basis you are an expert in your own life so it's really about that lived experience like you mentioned but I think it's really important to say that when somebody like yourself someone with MS uh, or a family member gets involved in co-production helping us shape or design our work they are bringing their lived expertise their lived experience but they're also bringing so much learned expertise so their skills their knowledge maybe from employment or education people are bringing so many different things to the table and and, and, and I think that's an important thing to say about co-production everybody has something valuable to bring to the process we really treat people as as valuable assets yeah so it's 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 really interesting isn't it because um me prior to having MS, um, I wouldn't have known the first thing about it, and I wouldn't have known how it affected people. Uh, I knew people with MS, but I didn't really know how it affected them. 
um, I knew my sister had suffered optic neuritis and had had stomach issues. But I mean, I must admit, I was the one who said, is it MS? And she said, no, but it was. Um, so it's in, yeah, so, so sort of working across with a group of people um, at varying stages and with different MS as well um, has got to make it much easier for anything that's produced in the future. It, it, it just means that whatever we do, whatever sort of solutions we come up with um, for our community um, are going to be so much more effective. Because like you said, the people who need those solutions, you're getting it straight from the horse's mouth. They're telling you exactly what they need, why they need it, how best to deliver it, what's going to work for them. So it just means that we're going to be able to better, better meet people's needs. Um, that kind of answers my next question, which was actually, why does it matter? <laughs> um, because, yeah, it does. that's why it matters, because it means that we can um, measure and move, uh, produce projects, programs, whatever. Absolutely. The MS community in mind. Yeah, that's it. Like, right at the centre of everything we do, where every service we we produce every service we create is shaped by our community um and and that means that you know if we have that mixture of people sat around the table who broadly represent our community they've all got different experiences you know you you know yourself no two people with ms are, are ever the same it's as unique as a fingerprint so you have have those different people sat around the table different experiences and and they can tell us exactly what what they need and want from us and and hopefully that means that you know, lots of people with very unique experiences are going to have their needs their needs met, essentially. I suppose for me, the other reason why uh, co-production is so important and listening to our community being led by by people living with MS um, is, is really, I guess, I see co-production as almost like a vehicle, a vehicle for changing the things that you want to see changed. You know, if, if, if you think there is information and support that we should be offering people and it isn't there co-production is the way to to make that happen it's almost like a catalyst for for creating the changes you want to see and and creating the future that you want to see for yourself and, and for other people with ms um something a lot of people say when they get involved in co-production is that they're, they're there to help create a change that is, isn't just for themselves, but it's actually for the next person to come along and get and get diagnosed with MS. And, and it's about making things better for, for everybody. Yeah, we, you, yeah we, all, we need to look to the future as well, don't we? Because, because as things are changing daily and, and new things are happening and um, tech is getting mm. more and more. <laughs> involved in everything that we do as well um so yeah i can see that um that's definitely the way to go and um you know and, and i am a part of it as you well know and, and i'm proud to be a part of it yeah and i i think i suppose the other thing to mention is that when we involve people with you know in co-production especially for a lot of our community who who might identify as disabled um the act of listening to people and, and people being heard and having a voice it's actually a hugely political act as well so it really relates to the sort of social model of disability and 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 that that belief or those values that that people like ourselves um should have a voice uh, and choice in in our own lives um, so the act of co-production is is quite a political one as well. It is, yes, definitely, because it, it's something that we've we've fought for for a long time to get into the political arena as well. 
and I, and it's sort of going in from different angles with multiple organizations um but if we can help produce what's going in from a political sense and especially with with what's going on with you know we can't ignore cost of living crisis and energy crisis and you know the fact that the disability pay gaps getting larger and 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 all things like that that are related to it and if we don't have that way in to make people make ourselves heard and make them understand that this is what we live with every day mm -hmm. um it's we're just another voice you know just another echo chamber really aren't we and I, I think that's an important thing. I suppose co-production is about really getting to the heart of what actually matters to, to our community so they can tell us exactly what their priorities are, what are the most important kind of critical things for them, what do they need, uh, our, you know, what's the need information and, and support with, for example, what do they want us to campaign on? So it's really about getting to the heart of what, what our community want and, and being led by that. So we've obviously mentioned terms like co-production and shaping our work and terminology that maybe some people might not understand. Um, so what do we mean by shaping our work? Well, we, we often refer to something called the ladder of participation, and it kind of sets out all the different stages uh, or ways that, that people, people with lived experience, expertise experts by experience can get involved in shaping our work so it might be things like uh, consultation which I'm sure you're familiar with so that's you know when you fill out a survey for example um, might include things like engagement that would be one stage of the ladder so that you might have attended things like focus groups I'm not sure if you you have yes yeah so at, th at that point in time like what you're doing is you're sharing your lived expertise your insights you're giving your opinion um but at that point in time, you know, you're gathering lots of valuable information through that, but you're not necessarily involved in decision making. And that is the big difference with co-production. When you get involved in co-production, you're sharing all of your uh, lived expertise, your experience, your, you, you know, your personal opinions. Um, you're bringing along your skills, your learned expertise and your knowledge as well. But the big, big difference is that you are sharing power and you are making decisions um, jointly. So we make decisions with our community during co-production. It's shared decision making all the way through. So I think that's quite an important distinction, really. There's lots of ways and, and they're all valuable, lots of ways to, you know, for our community to get involved in shaping our work. Um, but something, you know, when we're talking about co-production, what we're really talking about there is working together in equal active partnership and sharing decision making and sharing power all, all the way through the process from start, you know, the start of the design, the development, and then of course the delivery as well. So it's a real sense of, uh, I suppose, like ownership. So the community feel that sense of ownership over, over whatever is produced. Yeah, because I suppose in the early days, I was, I've been involved with two or three different focus groups and you don't always hear anything back from them, to be fair. Um, but that's not always part, that's not always part of the, the people who are running the focus groups fault yeah, is the fact sure. that, that they can be involved with other organizations it's the other organizations that aren't feeding back okay i see what you mean yeah it's de definitely an important part of um of involvement like whatever stage of involvement you know whether you're filling out a survey or coming to a focus group making sure that people people are kept informed and and they you know they know how valuable their input has been and what what sort of impact they've had I think you should just let your dog be a part of this podcast at, at this point in time. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it'd be useful, like to talk about maybe some real 
examples of co-production um and I know you've you've been you know we've been so lucky to have you involved in a in a couple of things I don't, I don't know if there's one that stands out for you that we could maybe have a chat about um this I think probably I, I'll probably go back to social care with grey matters mainly because of the fact that it's kind of it's now live and it's now in with the organization grey matters and and we did have a lot of input into that and I feel that we were listened to at every stage and and to me that's what the co-production is all about so um, I'm I wasn't involved in 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 that one so do you like could you explain a little bit about what what it was what did what was it actually doing what did you do it for it was an on it was an on online training for a company called gray matters um on people with ms and what they experience and so we literally we did it on um like whiteboards and things like that there was a team we weren't a very big team. I think there was only about six or seven of us, um, but with different MS, and and we were literally just fed in um, our experiences, um, what we like to to do, what um, medications that we were on, what reactions we had to certain things, uh, how fatigue affects us, which affects us all differently, but generally does affect us at some point um and it and it went live fairly quickly so and the feedback that we had seemed to be very good so i'm hoping that um it continues really um and it, so, as i say it was just around um this company so is it training for their staff yeah, I was going to say, like off the top of my head, just from memory, was it uh, an e-learning that was aimed at uh, social care professionals? I think health and social care That's professionals. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was re really about educating them was around educating them around MS and and what people yeah. what people experience. And of course, um, like some of the best people to teach that and talk about it are of course those people who live with MS every every single day and making sure you have a voice in. You know, you know what you want want those professionals to know. I guess what's important to you and and, and what you think they really need to know uh, when they're working with with people with MS. Absolutely, because you, you, there's too many occasions that you find in in certain different situations where it's like people just don't understand it. And and I think I think it, because it's such an invisible illness at times, it's not always on the surface i mean it, it can be on the surface as well but but most of it i would say the majority of man is inside and happens inside um and i think that's often quite difficult for people to understand who aren't experiencing it uh and they often you know it's i suppose it's like the fatigue thing in it that people think you know you're just tired no 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 i actually feel like i'm wading through sand I'm not right. just tired. So <laughs> I need to it, go to sleep now. <laughs> it's, that, it's, it's that sort of thing of you don't you don't get it until you get it. I guess. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I that. think we're all we, we've all been guilty of that. Probably, you know, I've definitely been guilty of it myself in the past. But it's good that they can produce this e-learning that that we've contributed to, um, and we also saw it all before it went live as well and approved it. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know we went through the 
I think for the, for one that we've gone through the full process from start to finish and to see the finished article yeah. as well and approve the finished article, um, that does stand out for me. Yeah, there that's... are others, but um, and the Living Well team as well, I suppose, because the Living Well team does um, webinars and um, sessions on yeah living with um various ms friends and family also yeah um the like over three they the like the living the sessions themselves are often over two or three weeks uh and we put with we, we, i worked on the team that put that together and i'm also one of the volunteers that which i hate that word but, but you have you have to deliver it though co-deliver it i help deliver yeah. it as well so yeah. that's um I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me to pick sort of just one example of co-production from, from the MS Society because there have been so many that are brilliant and have made a lot of difference to people's lives. Like some, some of the ones I've, I've had the sort of pleasure of working on um, are um, our service where we have MS nurses on, on the helpline. Um, so we have a helpline that offers a range of services and one of one of them is MS nurses who so you can ring up and speak to an MS nurse if you need to. Um, and that was really responding, I suppose, to a lot of people in our community um, facing barriers with being able to access MS specialist nurses. And that, that could be often due to um, that sort of thing of a postcode lottery, you know, really depending on where, where people lived in the country. Um, so we got together a group of people. Uh, some of them had MS, some of them were family members. We had colleagues from the MS Society who worked on the helpline. We had volunteers who, you know, are amazing volunteers who work on the MS helpline. Um, and then also MS nurses involved as well. So we really had all the kind of key um, people sat around the table um, to, to shape this service right from the start, you know, right from the very just germ of an idea like what can we do around this sort of uh, challenge of people being able to access an MS nurse um, and then developing that so we held a series of workshops um, where we really took people through I suppose what you call the innovation process so that sort of you know that that process you use to design the service and then got people to help us map out you know what what journey do you go through as a person with MS you pick up the phone to the helpline. What what sort of journey do you go through when you when you access that service? So the the customer journey, I suppose you could call it. Um, the only difference there, I suppose, is that you know we said earlier in co-production. Um, often the people taking part in co-production will help deliver the service. Well, with the MS nurses on the helpline, that was something that we called co co-design. So people are involved all the way through, but obviously the people delivering the service will be MS nurses, health professionals. So that's just an important distinction to make, I suppose. Like co-design co is that that's the difference between co-design and co-production. Um, so that's one example that was really good. Um, I yeah, there's so many. I mean, in Wales, we've had Active Together Wales, the Pontio project. Uh, more recently, we've had the Scottish Wellbeing Hub, uh, Northern Ireland, Mind My MS. Um, there's so many different uh, examples I could talk about. So when, when you took part in co-production, um, I was just thinking about some of the co-production groups you've been involved in. Like it really struck me that one of the big benefits and what was so great for me to see um, was that you formed like very kind of genuine friendships with the rest of the group absolutely the the first the first team kind of that i worked with on um, the befriending project 
yeah um which was my very first project and went went live during um yeah yeah um it got managed to get that out it was something that we were working on pre-covid but it did actually end up going out during covid and supported and still does to this day support a lot of people yeah Uh, but as far as that group of people they're kind of my people now and you're included in that we we don't speak to each other all the time but we just know that we understand each other and we're off a lot most of us from different backgrounds we're all from different parts of the country um yet we've got i feel you know three of them were on the call on on friday so it was nice to see see them again but we don't we don't talk all the time but we have we've all got that link that is actually more than ms and i think that's that's really important because it it's quite difficult to find yourself when you're diagnosed with ms and you do lose people around you just without a shadow of a doubt and i would think every one of us have lost somebody around us because of it and to find your own people and to, and to still be able to have the non-ms chats and the non-ms support is 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 massive and i think when people when you when you're dealing with people with ms it's the same with you know i've got the same i've got quite a few friends in the living world team as well um and you just get each other like other people can't so for co-production for me it at the, it brought me it brought me a group of friends at the time that I didn't realize I needed a group of friends. Yeah, and I I always think it's like to me it sort of blows my mind a bit that this you know we bring together a group of people usually on something like Zoom you know that kind of online video calling platform, and you never necessarily physically meet each other like you you've never necessarily met those people face to face, but you can still really build like strong relationships and um it is a kind of real strong social element and social benefits taking part in co-production you almost create a bit of a community around co-production i think it's really important i suppose it's about people sharing their experiences and everyone having the same kind of aim and the same values having that shared sense of yeah shared aim shared values um but something I think as well about, and it's really important about co-production, it's not it's not people just talking together, but it's people doing together. So you're actually doing something together, creating something together. And I, I think that's quite a bonding experience. But yeah, it always blows my mind that as a group of people, you've never necessarily met each other in the flesh, but you still have quite strong, yeah, strong, strong relationship and, and genuine friendships. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite strange, actually, because you kind of, you know, no, we never met each other before, um, any of us. And we only, yeah. when I first met the sort of group of people that I'm talking about, they, I'd never met any of them before. I'd never come across any of them on social media. So it wasn't as if I'd fallen over them on yeah. a Facebook group or anything like that. Uh, so to sort of find this group of people that were, we all just gelled straight away. And and we will always have that, as far as I'm concerned. That that will always be there, um, especially man in your relationship. You know, at the end of the day, I don't, uh, 
that was just one of the best things that ever happened to me and I still don't know how I got involved but anyway we go back to that every time don't we very <laughs> very grateful for you getting involved and for, for everyone who gets involved I, I think people who take part in co-production like I said they're very it's like a real generosity about it you know you're using your experiences sometimes experiences that aren't always great you know can, can be sometimes your painful experiences and sharing that to actually do something really productive really powerful uh, that creates a, a you know really positive change not just for yourself but for lots of people and people who might come after you you know people who might get diagnosed after you next generation of people so yeah people who take part in co-production I think are very uh, generous generous people generous act um, and I think the other thing that always yeah just impresses me so much is how much people when they take part in co-production really see uh, like their confidence grow I think like it's it, people almost come to the process sometimes going you know we use this term expert by experience those people with lived expertise right expert by experience and people will often sit there sort of scratching their heads going well I'm not an expert and and they almost sort of think like they almost think they don't deserve to be there or they don't have anything valuable to offer and then taking part in the process and realize they sort of realize that they have so much more to offer than they thought they did and that's always like a bit remarkable for me is like seeing people's confidence uh, grow i think it's really difficult when especially when you've come out of the working environment that you've been in all your life as well yeah yeah um you know i i will always always go back to that first meeting we had online um after we'd spoken on the phone and there was only me and you there and I actually and I, I remember coming off that I came off the zoom and it was like my god I've got a purpose my purpose my purpose went yeah the day that I was thrown on the scrapping basically and that from that day I suddenly realized yeah, my brain might not work quite as fast as it did. Um, don't ask me to trample an Excel spreadsheet together because I'll cock it up. Um, but if I'm given time and in my own space, I can find it still. And that was massive for me. Yeah. Because I, was, I really did feel pushed aside and, and thought, you know, why have I ended up, why have I ended up without a job at 52? It was never yeah. in there. That was never what I intended to do. It wasn't part of your plan, was it? It wasn't part of my plan no. at all. None of it was yeah. part of my plan, to be fair, but definitely not losing my job. Yeah. I mean, that was just, and it, but it also puts you into this environment where you realise that these things are wrong and, and that these things shouldn't have happened. But because you'd never come across anything like that in yourself in your life before and you never had to deal with it either, um, when you're sort of left out there, I mean, you know, I'll, I can go back to things like people supporting each other to get hip. I mean, you know, personal independence. Everybody knows what that situation is and and how anybody who tries to apply for PIP and and what it um you know you have to you have to say that you're, you're the worst the worst you've ever felt and and it really delves deep into your soul that you're actually having to tell people tell somebody that this is how you feel when you haven't really admitted it yourself but then this team of people are behind you 
and they're doing the same thing. So you, so we're all encouraging each other to get and giving yeah. each other that emotional yeah. support. Yeah, and giving yeah. each other that emotional support as well because. You know, anybody who reads a PIP application after you've filled it in, you're, you're absolutely on your knees sometimes and just think, uh, and, and those things are, pa- are really painful. And I think only other people who have done that can understand that. And, um, you know, you know, Carol, I'll mention, I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning her, you know, Caroline in particular was amazing with me. And she's been amazing with many others as well, so... Yeah, I think um, that it kind of goes back to I wouldn't have had that without co-production. Kind of goes back to that thing of, um, yeah, friendship, sense of community and, and people really bond in as a, as a group. And obviously listening to you talk about, um, you know, your sort of experiences of, of leaving, leaving employment, one of the things that um, find a lot in co-production and especially I've, I've sort of think back to you taking part in in certain projects that you brought so much value in terms of your lived uh not just your lived expertise but your learned expertise so you know you've got such a huge amount of experience as a project manager um and uh when we were putting together our business case for for one of our projects you know you you knew you understood a lot of the language that we were using and you were able to help translate that maybe to some of the rest of the group who might not have been familiar with it and um yeah you've you know I think people definitely bring so much of the like you bring your whole self to the process don't you not not just um your your MS although that's very powerful but hearing about people's personal experiences uh, experiences of MS it's it's about so much more than that actually people bring their whole selves to the process um, so yeah, I think for me that's a really uh, yeah, like quite remar- remarkable part actually to see somebody grow, grow in confidence by taking part. And I, I think that's the other thing to say as well. Like something that can often feel like a bit of a barrier for people taking part is they don't know what to expect, and they might think that you know maybe they've been in other situations or could that that could be work or education or social setting, whatever, where they don't feel like they've been able to take part fully. Maybe they've had like certain symptoms like fatigue or, you know, cog fog or or whatever it is. And hopefully one of the way, you know, one of the things that happens in in co-production or at least the way we we practice co-production is that it's really inclusive. So actually we're led by you. We're super flexible, um, you know, in terms of how long our meetings are or when they are or, you know, if, if somebody comes on to a Zoom meeting and they're experiencing fatigue and they'd like to stay for the meeting, but they can't fully participate, you know, they'll often turn their camera off or maybe sit back and have a rest or, you know, we're hopefully quite flexible in that respect and make sure everybody's comfortable and can take part fully you know we try to be really inclusive and just be, be led by by the group as someone who's fallen asleep on a zoom call i completely agree with that <laughs> absolutely and that's completely fine you know you do you <laughs> i'd really i'd really what well, i think one of the things i really need to say that about all of it and any one of the teams that i've supported um it's a safe space. Yeah. Every part of it is a safe space. And whatever is discussed stays within the people who are in that room. Yeah. Um, anything personal, if we choose to share it, is not, you know, it's it's pseudonymized. It's not as if anybody knows it's our experience. Yeah. And 
What was the other thing I was, I was going to say something else then as well? This is just to prove that we get brain fog. Yeah, it will come to you. You will remember. But yeah, it, oh, and the fact that we also get support um, counselling wise. You know, we've got counselling available. We've got a welfare team available if we want to speak to anybody. Oh, yeah. Which a lot of people aren't really familiar with. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of support as well. It's not just, it's certainly not, a, it's a two way thing. It's completely a two way thing. And it always has been, which is a team that I've been on. That's really good to hear. Yeah, you're right. Our, you know, we've got a fantastic helpline um, that, that, you know, is actually, it, we have a lot of volunteers uh, working on our helpline and taking calls. People, you know, quite often a lot of them have got lived experience themselves as well. Um, and yeah, we, we there's a range of services there, counselling, uh, MS, I can't list them all, it's like a test, uh, counselling, uh, MS nurses, benefits advisor, physical activity advisor, uh, befriending, as you've mentioned, you can just ring up and get some information. You can just ring up just for a chat as well. Um, so yeah, there's a whole whole host of, of things that, that we do. So you're quite right. Um, and it's good to hear that you've, you kind of feel like you're benefiting from... It, it's also that the... The, the like the welfare team is available within the MS teams that you that you're working in, not just you know the the picking up a helpline. I mean, I did I have picked up the phone and rang the helpline re- in the real early days, and just talked to somebody for twenty minutes. That was before the betre- befriending team was in place and all the rest of it. Um, but I think the important thing is that when you come into something like this, you are also supported within the team that yeah your um a part of yeah absolutely and I suppose for me as well the other the other thing that is always really great to see is when somebody takes part in co-production they maybe they've started off they've come along and gone well I'm not an expert and then they you know they sort of like hopefully quite quickly realize they've got a lot to offer and then they help design and develop a project and then it goes live and it's been delivered maybe they're involved in the delivery um and then they get to see the difference that it makes so i always remember uh, one, one of some someone in wales a woman with ms who took part in a project called pontio and it was amazing because we applied for funding for that project so funding for our community and she was just sort of gobsmacked that she had joined this project we met for one hour a week on zoom she shared her experiences her knowledge her ideas and we got half a million pounds for our community and then that went on to you know it helped people with so many things um really transformed people's lives actually it absolutely did um, you know it's still here about pontian yeah it's yeah still going now but um it's it, it still gets pointed to when and it's mm. quite um public knowledge that what a success it's been yeah and it's true you know like you've mentioned we've mentioned so many services but um yeah i think that's important actually for people to to see that 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 their contribution and by taking part that they are making a big like a very real difference to to transforming people's lives absolutely well that's been really really interesting and informative and hopefully um as part of co-production week it might encourage more to get involved thank you so much it's been great talking to you thank you thank you so much jess for being my first guest it's been great to talk to you about co-production 
I've taken part in lots of co-production at the MS Society and it's been a great experience for me and a way to make a difference. I encourage everyone to get involved in whatever way that you want to. To find out a bit more, follow the link in the description and we look forward to welcoming you on board. So I guess all that leaves me to say is thank you for listening. If you would like to be a guest on the My Living With MS podcast, then please do get in touch at Accessible Rich on Facebook, Accessible Rich, My Living With MS on Instagram, and My Living With MS on TikTok. Until the next time, bye for now.